What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talks With Me Podcast. As you already know, I have never been one to bite my tongue. So we will talk about any and everything from love, situationships, spirituality, health, femininity, all the way to some crazy ass stories. I hope you guys are excited because we, we need to talk. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Talks With Me. As you guys already know, I was born and raised in Germany, and it's always interesting to see people's reaction to it whenever I tell them that. I swear, they look at me and they're just like, no way, so did you face a lot of racism? Did you ever see a Nazi? Um, Have you heard of Hitler? I don't know if I can say that name on the podcast, but anyways, and I just look at them like, what? And one of the worst things people can do to me is ask me if I speak the language. They're like, oh my God, you're from Germany? So do you actually like speak German? I mean, if you were born and raised in the United States, then you speak English, right? So if I was born and raised in Germany, then yes, 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 I do speak German. It is freaking stupid when people say that. And you know what? It's so exhausting. I'm just like, oh, here we go. It's always the same question. But anyways, um, so a lot of y'all have asked me how my experience was, how, uh, how I liked it, um, what my childhood looked like. I mean, we could sit here for hours. I have stories on top of stories to tell y'all, but I'm going to keep it super, super condensed and super brief. If I can, if I cannot, then maybe a part two and a part three, we'll see. But anyways, um, I grew up in a little small town outside of Frankfurt called Allensee. In English, I guess you would say Erlensee or something like that, Allensee. And um, I actually grew up in a very, very diverse environment because Frankfurt is known for its multiculturalism. So, um... I obviously grew up with Germans. I, you know, I grew up with uh, Italians, Moroccans, Eastern Europeans, Ethiopians, Latinos. I mean, it was a melting pot. And I also grew up with a lot of Americans, um, surprisingly, because where I was um, residing at that time, um, I lived around a lot of military bases. So that's the one of the reasons why I speak English the way I speak, because I learned English at a very young age because I always used to play with, you know, the little military children, I guess you would call them, or just children of people that were in the military. I don't know what the right term is, so please don't kill me. Um, I heard the term military brat before, but I don't know if that's offensive, so excuse me in advance if I just, you know, offended you. But anyways, um, growing up in Germany was interesting, and the reason I say interesting is because... um, As a child of immigrant parents, you don't have it easy. German is not an easy language to learn. And my mom was very sheltered in terms of her environment and the people she mingled with. So she never really learned the language, whereas my dad was way more free-spirited and he had more connections and Due to his work as well, he worked in constructions. He, you know, he all he always interacted with Germans, so his, uh, he, his he didn't really experience a lot of language barrier. Um, growing up, there wasn't a lot of black representation. Actually, there wasn't any. So 
I always dreamt of living in America because to me, America was one, the land of the free and two, where, where black people have it made, you know, where black people can become doctors and lawyers and actors and, and musicians and all of this great stuff. Um, Growing up, I, I have never seen, and this sounds so ridiculous, but it's the truth. I have never seen a black bus driver. I never had a black teacher. I have never seen a black doctor, you know, better yet a black cashier. I kid you guys not growing up in Germany in the nineties and early through two thousands. I have never seen that in my life. Um, majority of the time, um, black women, were maids and cleaning ladies. My mom was actually a maid for a very wealthy family. They were uh, the couple that were both doctors and my mom was the help. And after school, I used to go there to help her, you know, clean. Sometimes we'd, we would go to the pool and, you know, swim and they would spoil us and stuff like that. But looking back, my mother was the help and we were the little black African kids, you know, that they spoiled every now and then. Um, so I remember one day my friends at school asked me what my mother does for a living. And I was so ashamed to admit that she was a cleaning lady that I said that she was a cashier because in my head, being a cashier was was huge. You know, I, I, I mean, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that that wasn't really necessarily a good career at that time. I mean, we're talking about how old was I? I was like nine or 10 years old. Right. So because mind you, my mom used to work as a maid, um, or as a cleaning lady at that mansion, that villa. And then at night she would go to the store and she would clean. So I lied and said that my mom was a cashier at that store. And then I remember um, maybe the next day or week after, I don't know the exact timeline, but um, this girl that was actually part of the interaction or conversation that, that I had, she came to school and she was like, oh my God, I saw your mom. You lied. She's not a cashier. She's a cleaning lady. She was mopping the floor and everyone started laughing and I was just so embarrassed and so hurt and sometimes I just hated to be part of that family also another thing that I used to do and I, I'm not sure if other um other immigrant children used to do that especially the ones coming from you know Africa or somewhere in Southeast Asia or whatnot when people used to ask me where I was from I would I would try to lie about it because I just didn't want them to ask me stupid questions. Like if I tell them that my parents are African, they'd be like, oh my God, so do you guys live in a hut? And do you, do you also have like uh, flies on your face and stuff like that? Just stupid, ignorant ass questions. But I'm not mad at them now. I mean, we were all children, but how, how, do, you, how do you answer that as a child? The only thing you can feel is shame, right? And that's how I felt. I, I just, I hated being an immigrant. I, I, I hated not being able to 
you know, do certain things because not my parents didn't have money or travel to certain places because we didn't have the, the proper paperwork, you know, because in Germany, um, even if you're born there, you're not an automatic citizen, <laughs> not like in the U.S. or in the U.K. or even here in Toronto, Canada, in Canada, actually, where you are, you are a born citizen. In Germany, there's no such thing. Maybe it has changed now, so excuse my ignorance, but back then, they didn't care about that, okay? So I didn't have the proper documenta documentation to go to certain places, you know? I We didn't always have the money to, to afford certain things, so going shopping and going on vacation and especially going on vacation to me that was that was white people shit you know that that's something that white people do we can't ex we we can't afford that going out to restaurants and just you know ordering in like we we can't afford all that so it wasn't it wasn't peaches and cream and i think the hardest thing was just the cultural conflict like Outside of the house, it was Germany, but in the house, I'm in Angola, you know, and my parents would tell me one thing, but then when I go outside and I interact with friends and even my teachers, they would tell me something completely different. And I used to be so conflicted. One of the things is my friends used to tell me once I'm 16 or 18, I'm going to have a boyfriend and we're going to move in together. So I went home like a dummy and I told my mom, I'm like, you know what? Can I move in with my boyfriend when I'm 18? Listen, I don't know. Maybe it was just the grace of God that made my mom not slap me <laughs> around that time. She looked at me. She was like, move in with who? You are not leaving this house until you're married. You are never supposed to leave your parents' house unless you are married. And I just didn't understand it because I, I looked at her and I was like, but they all saying that you can have a boyfriend and you can move out, but you know, obviously culturally it was, it was different. So the values, um, that they try to instill in me were oftentimes challenged by what I heard outside. Um, I didn't necessarily have like a very rebellious streak. I wasn't, I wasn't very rebellious. I actually listened to my parents. I didn't really lie too much and stuff like that. But one thing that, um, I remember is that I was definitely objectified and adultified in school. Um, I, as a black girl, I had thicker legs. My breast started growing faster. You know, I was, I, I wasn't, I was never thick, but I was very athletic and I was developing rather quickly. Whereas a lot of the white girls in my class, you know, they were super like skinny, bony, had no, had no breasts and stuff like that. So wearing certain tops just emphasized my curves, something that I cannot, I couldn't control. Um, I remember my teacher one day after class, she actually asked me to stay, um, stay behind. And she started speaking to me and she was asking me why I was why I dress the way I dress and if my goal is to seduce the boys at school or in class. And I looked at her and I just, I did not understand what she was saying. 
she she and the crazy thing is she repeated it multiple times like are you trying to seduce the boys Mimi is that what you're trying to do is that why you why you wear these tops to show your um your your perky breasts and I just looked at her like what I didn't understand but now looking back you put you she was trying to adultify me because how are you asking around that time I was like probably like 14, 15. How are you trying, how are you asking a 14, 15 year old if she's trying to seduce the boys at school? Right. I didn't even, I didn't even know the concept of seduction. I had no idea. I barely knew what sex was. I was, listen, <laughs> listen, I was still playing with my Barbies when I was 14. Okay. There ain't no shame in my game. I had, I had a Tamagotchi. I had Barbies. I was a kid until I was no longer a kid, you know? So when she asked me that, I just didn't understand. But looking back now, it's like, wow. I oftentimes, me and some of my friends, we oftentimes wore similar outfits, but she was always riding me and no, nobody else because of my curves and because I'm, I'm black, you know? Um, but in terms of racism, have I really experienced and felt the racism? I'll be honest, I didn't. Maybe because I was so sheltered due to my environment and the fact that it was very multicultural, right? So I grew up with a lot of um, with a lot of black people, with a lot of um, Arabic people, Italians, Moroccans, uh, I mean Russians, Eastern Europeans, and we were all in this together. That's one thing that I loved about. Growing up in Germany at that time, we, we we were all immigrants, obviously from different like places and different races, ethnicities and stuff like that. But we all felt like we had a a bond because we we were all immigrants, you know. And I I just I just love that. Um, but aside from that, I always felt like I needed to move in order to grow and become successful because I knew if I stayed in Germany, I would have just ended up being another cleaning lady, you know, or maybe a cashier because like I said, I, I thought that was the peak. I thought that was a great career at that time. Um, so I took it upon myself to, to leave. I know my mom told me that nobody's leaving the house until they're married and kudos to my sisters for actually listening and doing that, but I couldn't. So once I turned 20, I packed my stuff and I just moved to the US, Atlanta to be exact. Um, and the first time I rode a bus in Atlanta, I know you're supposed to like drive a car in Atlanta, but I rode a bus, okay? I didn't have money like that. I saw a black bus driver and I was shocked, okay? And when I went to Walmart, I saw a bunch of black cashiers and I was like, what? Oh my God, like this is crazy. And a black taxi driver, like I was just like, wow, I have never seen that before. I have never seen that. The only time I saw black people was in music videos and some movies, you know? But I have never, I never really had a, a black successful role model. I never had that. And somehow I knew something was wrong. And in me, I always knew I could do better. But 
I wouldn't flourish and grow and succeed if I stayed there. Because even in school, my teacher used to tell us that after high school, this is, that's it for us. You know, we didn't really have a great future ahead of us. And I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that. I was just like, no, maybe you're talking to them. You're not talking to me. This is not happening. And 15 years later, now here I am. I got a degree and I'm, you know, doing my thing. But I don't think I would be as successful and as knowledgeable and wise and, you know, well-rounded if I would have stayed in Germany. Um, A lot of things have changed now. You know, it is... Now black people go to university and um, they have greater jobs or better jobs and stuff like that. But growing up, I didn't see that. And that's the reason I left. I left because I wanted better and I needed that. I needed that black representation. It is so important, guys. Black representation is so important. I remember all my dolls were white. Every single doll was white. I hated, hated my hair. One day my mom, um, one day I got bantu knots and I, I was just so livid because I just, I went to school and everybody used to tell me, oh my gosh, you got poop in your head. Look, it looks like poop. And you know, you just get teased for the weirdest things. But overall, my childhood, my childhood was pretty decent. It wasn't bad. Kind of grew up in a very, um, interesting, borderline, dysfunctional, but also loving household. Uh, I'll tell y'all all about that next time. But um, yeah, the reason why I am how I am now is because of Germany. Germany really, you know, laid the foundation for, for talks with me and for the person I have become. You know, um, I'm glad I took a leap of faith and decided to move, but I don't know if I would have, I would do it again at that age. I was super young, very naive. I thought I would just come to the United States and, you know, blow up and make money and just live lavish. And let me tell (laughs) y'all, um, life humbled me, humbled me, but it also taught me to be super resilient, super independent, quick on my feet. You know, it taught me street smartness. It, taught me who to trust, who not to trust, to be very, very, um, alert, you know, um, it was quite the experience, quite the experience. It's been a bumpy road. Maybe next time I will tell you guys all about my experience in Atlanta and New York, because that's a whole different ball game. But overall, like I said, you guys kept asking me, how was it in Germany? How was it growing up in Germany? It, it was, it was, it was good. There were definitely ups and downs, but overall I was comfortable and I had a good childhood. Um, I didn't really experience no crazy racism, you know, um, people didn't call me the N word and told me to go back to my country. I mean, that happened once or twice, but it wasn't a consistent thing. You know, we weren't harassed or anything. Um, but yeah, representation is important. The reason I'm here is because I needed to see people that look like me doing their thing. And uh, 
Yeah, that is my story growing up in Germany. Like I said, that's the condensed version. I will definitely, definitely bless you guys with a part two soon. So thank you so much for listening in and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.